0: night and welcome to off the woodworks i'm kevin laramey and 5 at the saputo last saturday what a game and you know the best thing about that game we're back in first place because new york the red bulls of new york the pink toros for now well, they lost against Chivas, and they lost, they missed their opportunity to climb back on top of the East. Same as for Kansas City, who actually did not make it to the top of the East as well. So we're top of the East. Back in first place. Five oh, five oh. Here they come, here they come. The Montreal Impact are on a good run. <laughs> Today on the show we're gonna talk about the Champions League a little later because there's games in the CONCACAF Champions League on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday night. The group stage games, second game and third game for a couple teams, depending on who, I- Iridia is playing their third game. So it's going to be interesting to see um, what's going on in that uh, that tournament, in that cup run, and we'll be focusing more on the group five because that's what interests us. That it's a group that the Montreal Impact are part of, but there's clean teams on Thursday like Club America, teams on Wednesday, Tijuana, on Tuesday, Houston Dynamo, which we just beat 5-0. And yes, I'm going to take every chance I get to say 5-0, 5-0, here we go, here we go, baby. Montreal Impact, let's first of all talk about that game. In the second half of the show as well, we're going to do a little EPL review. <laughs> but first off, let's talk about that 5 nothing trashing of the dynamo Houston, they had a problem at the Stad Saputo. <laughs> DeVayo, two goals. He is now the golden boot leader for the MLS with 15. One in front of Camillo and Mike McGee of the Firecrackers. Who won one nothing this week? Hunter Jumper. McGee's got the assist, so if you have a fantasy. It's actually not that bad. He still made a lot of points because Mike McGee, yes, he's in my fantasy. But he is in a lot of people's fantasy. Back to what interests us. The 5-0 trashing at Saputo of the Dynamo. 5-0, 5-0. The Vio with a brazo at Saputo. Two goals and two classy clinical finish by the Italian striker. Oh, so classy. His first goal, when he faked it with the right, put it on his left foot, curled it in the upper 90, was top class. It was a amazing curling shot with his weak foot, allegedly. Allegedly his weak foot. Speaking about curling shots. Felipe. Well, first of all, Justin Mapp is growing into his own, having the freedom to go on top, on the flanks, under Shalibam. Not being bothered by defense like he was last year with Jesse Marsh. That's a big difference in in Justin Mapp's play. And for now, Justin Mapp is dominating on the right flank, opening things up for his left foot. Great cross as we could tell, the great cross he did. First of all, DeVio made the play, overlapped not overlap, but overrun the defender on on his right, on the right flank. Con- just, just went right round. Ra- he rode, he wrote circles around the defender. Literally, he rode circles just around the defender. So he passed him on the right side, and then Justin Map and he loses the ball, but Justin Mapp is perfectly placed. He just takes it, and he sees Felipe himself on the other side of the box, waving, screaming, yelling, "Vai, vai, vai! Me, small Brazilian, open in the box, give me the ball. Obrigado, obrigado." Pelota obrigado Bonoch and then Justin Mapp sees him open the small Brazilian and the Great Cross to the Brazilian and the Brazilian puts it on his right foot and he curves it around Tally Tall right into the goal and that was the second goal of Montreal back in that game and when Tall gets up after he dove tried to after he did his nice parade to try to stop it Actually, he didn't even dove. He just stayed on his. He stayed up. He thought it was a. Uh, it was. He thought it was not on the target. Thought it was off target, but then it curled right around the far post, hit the far post a little bit, and just right in. And Felipe with a little merengue, Brazilian The merengue, The Brazilian, of Felipe. He's coming back to his own, playing on this four-four-one-one, with Bernardello and Bernier dominating in the midfield. It's a master performance for the two of them. They know how to find him. It seems they've been playing together for years. That's the class that Bernardello brings to the midfield with Bernier. Bernier can actually showcase his talent better having a partner like Bernardello next to him. Both of them are a notch, better than all the other midfielders in the league, in classiness, in my opinion. And you're saying, Clevin, what do you mean classiness? I'm not saying how they're dressed off the pitch. I'm saying on the pitch, the way they act, the pres- the accuracy of their movement, and the precisiveness of their pass, of- and the wit, the way they think about the game, and the way they react to the game, their wit, their quickness of reaction, and of thinking on the pitch, is a notch on top of the defenders. They're not the fastest, they're not the tallest, they're not the strongest, but put all that classiness together, all that class together, and they're amazing in the midfield, especially together. It's been two games, I've watched them together, and it's a good omen for the rest of the season for the Montreal 11. Anyways, so Brovsky scored a third goal of the Montreal Impact on a Bernardello corner. It was a great corner. You just uh, the way he hit it with his right foot, the the amount of curve they put into it, the amount of curl, it was sick. And on the first deflection on the first post, to hit it to the far post, first of all you see there's no defender at all covering the far post. And Brovsky sees that. Right when the corner gets hit, you see Brovsky sprinting towards the far post. It wasn't it was in his mind before the cross was even hit. The ball was not going to the far post to start off with. It was going through the near post. Then it got deflected perfectly into the far post where nobody was there to cover it, and he hit it. So all you coaches of teams out there, that's a perfect example. Of always cover both your posts on corners. It doesn't matter what level you play. You can get beat, and Houston got beat by Brovsky, His second goal of the year He wished he could have done in Guatemala on Wednesday in front of those 400 Guatemalan kids part of Operation Quetzal, but he'll still take it because it's three points in the MLS and we're back on top in the first of the East turntable because we'd be 5-0, 5-0. Here we go, here we go. Yeah, 5-0, baby. Yeah, and guess who scored the fifth goal in extra time? Nope. Nope, not him. Andrea Pizanu scored, my friends. Andrea Pizanu made a return for just a couple minutes, but after not even 30 seconds of being on the pitch, he had an opportunity, first of all. After five seconds of being on the pitch, he had a run, was called offside. 20 seconds later, gets a run, not called offside, gets it past Tall, and it's 5-0, baby. That was a great play by Pizanu who actually looked in, in decent form, but he played for five goddamn minutes, so let's not judge him for those five minutes. Just, he scored in those five minutes. That's great. But the real maestro of, those, of that game, Justin Mapp to assist. Just Justin doing what just Justin does to assist, and I would I want to see him called up for the U.S. Men's National Team. I know, it's utopian. It's a utopian thing thinking, up thought, whatever it's called. It's never going to happen, but he deserves it. The way he's been playing all week, all week, and all season, literally. He deserves it. And you know what's gratifying with the win for the Montreal Impact on Saturday? is another time they react to their critics perfectly on the pitch. Last time, they got criticized. They won 6 nothing, 6-0 at Saputo against Toronto. And the second time they get criticized. 5-0 against Dynamo at Saputo. So the next time that we need to be criticized, we need to play against Chicago. Cause that's the other team. Because if the trend keeps on going the way it is, it's gonna be 4-0 against Chicago at the Saputo. <laughs> Anyways, it's very uh, interesting the Montreal impact the way they Get back up after being knocked down. Lose one nothing midweek with another 11 starters. A couple of good players were playing in that game. You had the Warners, the and whatever. They lost against Heredia and one nothing in Guatemala. But it doesn't matter. Because we beat Dynamo 5-0, 5 Here we go, here we go. <laughs> Alright, I'll quit it. Fine. There's anybody from Houston listening. I'll quit it. I'll spare you that. You had to watch the game to start off with. That was a, a punishment enough for you. <laughs> so like we said, the Montreal Impact are back on top of the East with two games in hand in front of all the rivals. Here's a look at the at the standings as we speak right now. We had the in the Eastern table, Montreal Impact are first with 41 points, 24 games played. Note that. That is the important part. 24 games played. Because that makes the one 2 L impact. With 1.71 points per game. That's the highest in the league. The closest is RSL. With 1.67. So after all the games are equal. Montreal are still in the chase for the supporters' shield. Which is. Very important for me. Because we can. We have a shot at the treble. We can do the treble baby. We need the CONCACAF Champions League. We need the MLS Cup, and we need to support shield. And we got a Canadian championship, so that'll be a quadruple. The Montreal Impact has a shot of a quadruple this year. Hashtag quadruple. The quattro. Let's call it quattro. We can do the quattro in Montreal. If things fall the right way, and dominoes fall the right way, and we get a good dr- finish first in the group stage, and get a good draw in the Naka City Concrete Champions League, we have a shot of getting to the final. And we can host that at Olympic Stadium. And you never know what could happen with the Montreal Impact with 60,000 supporters behind them. So that's one. We already have the the Canadian Championship, the Rogers Cup. So it'll be two. You get the Supporters' Shield, which, after all the games are equaled, because it's not a balanced schedule, there's different games for the amount, of, the amount of game played per team. It's different. Montreal Impact, if you look at the stat of points per game, are first in the league. So that would be another, that so would be three trophies. And then if you get the playoff with the MLS Cup, that would be the Quattro. Hashtag Quattro on Twitter, off thewoodworks at Email me or talk to me on Twitter or on Facebook. Do you think it's possible for the Montreal Impact to do a Quattro this year in? For like it's never been done before in North American soccer. Let's start talking about a quad show. Let's dream. Let's dream a little. Because I have a dream. That Italians, French, Montrealers, Canadian players, American players, South American players, European players, can all wear the Impact Montreal blue uniform and try to reach for the stars. Four stars to represent the four stars on the logo, on the badge, on their heart. Trying to get those four trophies and call it the Montreal Quattro. It'll never be done before. It will probably never be done again. Montreal has a shot to legacy, to history. Going back to the standings in the East, you got New York second with 39 points, 26 game played. New York lost a dreadful game, 3-2 against Chivas USA. You should be ashamed, Pink Thoros. You should be ashamed. Sporting Kansas City, third with 39 points, 26 game played. Kansas City, Zussi is not in really great form if you have him in your fantasy. Do like I do and bench him. (laughs) You got Philadelphia, fourth with 38 points, 26 games. Philadelphia is making a run for it. Start climbing up slowly but steadily. And now they're in fourth place. Not bad at all for the Philadelphia Union, which are our next opponent for the Montreal Impact next Saturday in PPL Park in Chester. Chester, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, close to Philly. And we will have Earl Reed in the next show, host of United States of Football podcast and former host of MLS Talk. And quite not just good fella talking about the philadelphia union in our next show the preview show which is going to be friday on red nation online.ca on fifth position in the east we have the new england revolution with 36 points and 25 games played it is really tight because right now there's houston with 36 points in sixth position with one game in hand against new england so that is very tight you got chicago in seventh position with 34 points 24 games played. And Columbus is the only other team that has a shot of making the playoff in eighth place with 29 points with 25 games played. Those are the only team, those three teams, because you have TFC and DC in the bottom basement. Yeah, the bottom basement. There's an oxymoron for you. In the basement of the East, which I'm not even going to say how much games they have played. not even going to say how much points they have because it's irrelevant right now. Sorry, TFC fans. Yeah, there's like a, a lot of points gap between Columbus and TFC. and <laughs> Columbus won the Trillium Cup. Uh, the Trillium Cup. We will talk about the Trillium Cup with Earl on Friday. Let's take a look at the, at the West table, which RSR dominating. Five points ahead of the Galaxy RSL. 45 points on top of the West with 27 games played. Galaxy got two games in hand with 40 points, but those two games in hand can mean they can reach the top of the West when it's all said and done. The LA Galaxy are getting hot slowly but surely. Keen Donovan, Sarvis is playing great. I love the way Sarvis is playing. Colorado, surprise, one of the surprises of the year with Montreal. Third with 39 points. 26 games played, and you got Portland, fourth, 39 points, 25 games played, one game in hand with Colorado, but Portland lost a big game in Seattle. It was the ESPN Game of the Week on ESPN, and it was not even televised in Canada. Shame on you, RDS, TSN, and even TVR Spa. That's a game where 67,000 people were there live to watch that game which Seattle won one 0 with an Eddie Johnson goal. It was a debut at home of Clint Deuce Dempsey against the arch-rival of Seattle, the Portland Timbers. And the Portland Timbers lost. But then you got Seattle fifth position in the West with 37 points, but only 23 games played. They got four games in hand with RSL. Can you imagine if Seattle wins those four games? Because slowly, Clint Dempsey is going to find his feet with Seattle, and they'll climb the table really fast. So don't be surprised if at the, at the end of the year you get RS, you Get Galaxy, Seattle, RSL, Colorado, and Portland. Those five teams have a great shot of making the playoffs. What you got Dallas with 37 points as well, but just a couple more games played, 26 games played. So it's going to be tight. If Vancouver and Dallas, if Vancouver's got 36 points and 26 games played, if Vancouver or Dallas Want to make the playoff? They'll have to do a very serious push at the end of the season because they had got other team got game in hand on them, and they're already like like Dallas is one is 37 points, and Vancouver one point behind. And then you got San Jose with 34 points, trailing a little bit, but still got his hopes up. And then you got Chivas, 13 points behind San Jose with 21. So let's not even worry about Chivas USA. <laughs> Let's take a small break on off the woodworks. So when we come back, we will be talking about the CONCACAF Champions League games for this week. It's in the group stage, and we have to cross our fingers for a good result on Wednesday. But first of all, 5-0, 5-0, back in first place. 5-0, 5-0 against the Dynamo. Now to win first place, be in good shape. And prepare for a good chase, cause I'm jumping over gates and on top of Corvettes. Like Tony seconds. If you take off the tight blue pants And call all your boys on the sea And tell them if they see me to throw me down and hold down But first you gotta slow down Cause here they come It's time to go It's time It's time to go It's time to go 5 0 And we're back on After the Woodworks To talk about the CONCACAF Champions League The not so a little bit maybe important Champions League of the Concacaf region, which Montreal Impact are part of in Group Five. So right now on Tuesday night, so tonight we have the Houston Dynamo, which are not creating much electricity recently, especially not last Saturday, 5-0, 5-0 against Arabe Unido. Unido is dominating the group right now, first dominating. That's an overstatement, but the Arabe Unido. Three points on top of the East on top of the East. Three points on top of the group for them. Houston second with one point. So if Houston win at home, they might have shot at finishing first in that group. Then you got Olympia from Honduras versus sporting Kansas City. It's gonna be an interesting game to see how that MLS team does in Honduras. It's always interesting to see those games. Because you can always get CONCACAFT! When you travel down in that region. Then you got Cartagena versus Isidro Metapan. Those teams can't get CONCACAF because they're both from CONCACAF. Yes, we're from CONCACAF, the Canadian and North American team as well, but it's different here. We have a conscience as we don't do the things to them that they do to us, or to us, to the North American teams. Wednesday night... That's the game that interests me the most. A Group 5 game. The Sede Heredia Jagueres de Paten, the team that beat Montreal with the goal at the 87th minute last Wednesday night in Guatemala City, are facing, at home, at the same stadium, the San Jose Earthquakes. Wondolowski, Lenhart, Gordon, it's going to be interesting to see if they travel and play down there. You can bet that Baca, Bernardes are going to travel though. Because they're both suspended for the next game. So they might actually go down there to play to keep their minutes up. be interesting. We both hope, the Montreal Impact hope for a draw. Our listeners, if you want to watch that game, it's probably going to be on Fox Soccer Plus. Or for our Canadian listeners, which all of you are, you know oh, I have Fox Soccer Plus, Sportsnet World is your best options. Best option. Former Setenta. Fox of Fox. Fox Sports 1 has a couple of games as well for the CONCACAF Champions League, but you don't get Fox Sports 1 at all, I know. Damn Canadian television sucks. We need to wake up to 2013 Canadian television. Contact your broadcasters. We won't be in Fox Sports 1. We need those channels, Fox Soccer Plus. Those channels are useful. They're fun. They're great games, great channels. And then you get to see Jay Onright and Tool in Fox Sports 1. And I got to tell you, my listeners, I'm one of the lucky ones who get to have Fox Sports 1. And I get to watch Jay and Dan. Oh, it's amazing. Anyways, back on track, Iradia and the Earthquakes. They need to draw it. The best would be a 0-0 draw. So Montreal can beat Iradia at home, then beat Earthquakes in San Jose. Well, it's actually in Santa Clara, but right next to San Jose at Buckshot in Santa Clara. So if the Montreal Impact destroys the radio at home, let's hope it freezes and it snows on September 25th. If we beat the Earthquakes at home as well, well, at their home, we have a shot of finishing at Fest. But if we don't win those two games, we won't win the group and we'll be eliminated. So we really need to do that to go get the Quattro. Hashtag Quattro. Is it possible? Am I utopian? Am I dreaming? Because I believe that a cuatro is possible. And if that happens, a tattoo is coming on my skin. Something with cuatro and four stars. And a jersey for that effect with four stars as well. Then you got Wednesday night Valencia, another team from Azores, Versus Cruz Azul from Mexico, from Liga MX. Cruz Azul and Valencia. You got Tijuana, another team from Mexico. Versus Luis Angel Fierpo. And no, that's not just one player, that is the name of a team. And on Thursday, you got Caledonia versus CSP Comunicacion. Caledonia at home, CSP should prevail. And the last game of the week, Thursday night, Alajualense versus Club America. One of the favorites to win the whole thing, if you ask me, is Club America. They're on the road. Usually Mexican teams don't travel that well, but it'll be interesting to see what Club America does at Ayala <laughs> It'll be very interesting to see that. It was round two, game week two in the Premier League this week, and there was a Couple of great matchup. The mother of all matchup was Monday for the Monday night football, the original one. It was Manchester United at Old Trafford. The debut of David Moyes at home for the United side of Manchester. For the Red Devils. For the Red Side of Manchester. It was a very boring game against Chelsea, oh the blues. It was a 0-0 affair after 90 minutes. It was boring. It was not the best of the games I've seen in the whole weekend. It was not it was not at all. <laughs> but there was a the Monday game which was decent. It was all right. It was it was all right. But the weekend started off Saturday with Fulham and Arsenal A London Derby, kind of. And Arsenal won 3-1 at Craven Cottage. Good job, Arsenal. Arsene Wenger is relieved. He gets six points. Actually, no, he gets three points because he lost to Aston Villa in the opener. Can you believe that? But anyways. Arsenal got three points. Arsene Wenger is still trying to buy everybody that is out there. and still not probably going to realize be able to buy anybody. Everton West Bromwich was a dreadful 0-0 game. Then you got Hall City Tigers, who are back in the Premier League after a lot of, a lot of years, after a couple decades. Maybe not that much, but who really cares? Because they're all the City Tigers now. And they won one nothing against the Norwich City. The Canaries lost on the road. Not the greatest of debut for the Norwich side this year. Which we were hoping for much, much more from the Kilaries. Newcastle, West Ham, zero-zero game as well was another boring game. Southampton, Sunderland, one-one. Sunderland is interesting. Uh, Josie Altador, player for the U.S. men's national team, plays for Sunderland. Then you got Stoke and Crystal City and Crystal City, Crystal Palace. Crystal Palace scored the first goal on a Marwan Shamak goal, but then Stoke City s- does what Stoke City does. Scored twice off bouncing balls. Peter Crouch does what Peter Crouch does and heads it to other people in this score. And then you got Liverpool, Aston Villa and Liverpool at Villa Park. Liverpool pulled off the win on the road with the ugliest jersey in the history of football kits in the Premier League. Well, maybe not, but Warrior is blind, that's all I gotta tell you. Liverpool, impressive debut of the campaign. Two wins under Brendan Rodgers in the 2013-2014 Premier League season. It was a great goal by Daniel Sturridge, again. Who's playing well with Liverpool? Who is Luis Suarez, you're saying? Well, I believe you they can do a lot better without Luis Suarez and all the off-field antics and even on-field antics. Talk to Ivanovic about it, still missing a piece of his arm. <laughs> then you had on on a Sunday, Cardiff City and Manchester City. First game in the Cardiff side of Wales in 50 years. Their first game in the Premiership at home. And they trail 1-0 against Manchester City. But one guy said no. Jason Campbell. Campbell stepped up with a header. Oh, they're tied. And then Campbell said no again. Another corner, another header. Cardiff City are winning 2-1. A 3-1. Wow! wow. Cardiff City goes wild and pulls the biggest upset of the year so far in the Premier League with a 3-2 victory against Manchester City. Last year's runners-up of both the FA Cup and the Premier League beaten on the road, we underestimated the Cardiff City Dragons, if you can say, or the Bluebirds, as they should be known. Well, the Bluebirds pulled off a game for the ages. A game that will be featured in DVDs, if DVDs still exist in the near future, will be featured in countdowns in TV shows for years to come. It's that game. Remember that. August 25th, 2013. Cardiff City. 3. Manchester City. 2. And then you have obviously tottenham Ospers, which the only way they can win and score goals this year is on penalties. They've done it, They've done it again, so Tottenham won Swansea, nothing. Again, the Bill-less Tottenham. Will that thing ever materialize? Will Bill get the move to go to Real Madrid once and for all? I'm sick and tired of hearing about it. On every Soccer Central Fox Soccer Daily, it... Keep talking about all the freaking time about Bill, 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 Bill. Just get up and go already. Or just stay, but I don't care anymore. And you had, like I said, the mother of all game, the Monday Night Football game, Monday, yesterday. 0-0, Manchester United and Chelsea. If you like the Premier League and you like to do fantasy, well, I have a very good thing to propose to you. Join my Fantasy League. Just go to fantasy.premierleague.com and go actually on my Twitter feed and click on the link for Join My Fantasy. It will give you all the information you need and you can join Off The Woodworks Fantasy League for that. And there's a league for the MLS too. So if you follow the MLS as well, go to fantasy.mlssoccer.com and search for Off The Woodworks Fantasy League and join it as well. So that brings us to the end of the show today. So thank you very much for listening to Off the Woodworks. Five O Five O here they come. Watch out for the Montreal Impact. They're going to be a team to watch for till the rest of the season. Let's do the Quattro hashtag Quattro on Twitter. If you want to talk to me on Twitter at Off the Woodworks, go like my page on Facebook Off the Woodworks. If you want to email me questions, comments, if you want to let me know if the Quattro is possible. Hashtag Quattro or email me off to at hotmail.com. You can always go on rednationonline.ca, your reference, the best Canadian magazine soccer website in Canada. Go get all your news for the Montreal Impact, Vancouver Whitecaps, Toronto FC, Canada men's national team, women's national team, interviews, comic strips. Go to rednationonline.ca. Listen to this show on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, FeedBurner. Wherever you like to listen to podcasts, you can find out what works. Well, on that, CONCACAF Champions League Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday night, and I'll see you Friday. Until then, I'm Kevin Lagame, and uh, have a great soccer.